Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. Our response, The Rob Carson Show. It is Rob Carson Show. It's already Wednesday. Hey, I like these short work weeks, don't you? I just realized something. We are the rebel scum you've been waiting for. Uh, you know, we've been called deplorables, us uh, MAGA conservatives, these uh, MAGA Republicans and all this. And, and we've been called every name in the book white supremacists. And we've been called, even if you're black, you're a white supremacist if you support Donald Trump. And uh, and uh, then uh, what else are we called? I'm trying to think of here. Uh, late for dinner, uh, SOB. Um, just about every name in the book, racist, sexist, homophobic, uh, white supremacists. We want to, we're enemies of the democracy, which we don't have a democracy. We've got a uh, representative republic. We are the rebel scum that uh, you've been waiting for. We are the rebel scum. And you know what? All of the things that I just mentioned. Oh, seditionists. We're seditionists. And what else? We're fascists. Fascists. I forgot about the, uh, forgot about the F word. <laughs> and, and, and what I suggest is that we embrace them. Oh, embrace them all. Oh, love them. Oh, just love them and hug them and name them, George. Every time they throw a name at you, realize who the names are coming from and embrace them wholeheartedly because their, uh, their words mean precisely D-word to you and me because all they serve as is a distraction. All they serve as is an attempt to poke the pit bull to get us to bite them. And, oh, you bet your arse we're going to bite them. We're going to bite them in November, and we're going to keep biting them until we pay over the swamp and restart the whole dang thing. How about that, rebel scum? Are you with me there, rebel scum? I think you're with me there, uh, rebel scum. Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, there is, uh, uh, you know, an election going on in November, and, and a lot of uh, things are going to happen. Uh, we are all hoping and praying that it will be Republicans sweeping into the House and the Senate, taking over both majorities and nullifying Joe Biden's destructive totalitarian presidency. But there are Democrats around the country, including Kathy Hochul and a guy in Pennsylvania who's running for, uh, for Senate, who are refusing to debate their opponent. They think that the, uh, the big money being spent by outside entities, and, and it is, I mean, if you look at, for instance, uh, uh, Dan Cox is, uh, is running against a Democrat in the state of Maryland. Dan Cox is getting outspent by 10 times, and most of the money is coming from out of state. Nobody knows anything about Maryland. Nobody knows anything about how much Maryland has suffered, about how much Maryland business owners have suffered under the big fat rhino, uh, Larry Hogan. Hogan! So they're not debating at all. They think that that money, they think that the, uh, go, the uh, media being in their pockets will be enough to propel them to victory without doing any appearances and without debating their opponents. John Fetterman is very much like Joe Biden in uh, 2019 running for president. He stayed in a basement because he's mentally 
broken. John Fetterman had a massive stroke. Massive stroke at his age generally means years of rehab. My mother had a stroke when she was 85 years old, and the last six years of her life, she never was able to recover from it. She was able to speak. She was able to. She was better off than John Fetterman. She, my mom, was at least mentally very acute. John Fetterman is not. I will share some audio from his Labor Day speech with Joe Biden to a crowd of tens of people. If a man cannot speak, if a man cannot think, if a man cannot do campaign appearances, if a man cannot debate, that man or woman cannot be a senator. That's just the way it is. This is new from Jim Gossett. Mr. Fetterman, why won't you debate? You must think that Dr. Oz would really beat you. <laughs> hey, Mr. Fetterman, this could seal your fate. Your cowardice debating could defeat you. Fetterman's a phony, he's not worked a single day. He must think that it's okay. To lounge around and play on daddy's money He only paid a dollar for the condo where he stays His own bills he never pays And I'm amazed that people do not find this funny It's not funny Hey, Mr. <laughs> Fetterman, soon you'll be found out Yes, sir. You're afraid of Dr. Oz, we know that much is true. He's not that great a candidate either. Hey, Mr. Fetterman, you're protected, there's no doubt, by the liberal media enabling you. Yeah, they're going to do it. Yeah, nice harmonica there, Jim. That's pretty good. Uh, two yeses or two t's, jimgossetcomedy.com. You don't believe me, here's John, uh, John Fetterman on Monday, by the way. Please understand the stakes in this race. Send me to Washington. Just real quick, uh, John Fetterman is like 51 years old, and that is too old, too old to be uh, wearing sporting experimental facial hair. He's got that uh, goatee without a mustache thing. Sorry, uh, no, you're too old for that, bro. In D.C. to send so I can work with Senator Casey, and I can champion the union way of life in Jersey, in, excuse me, in D.C. Thank you. Thank you very much. And it's an honor. I live eight minutes away from here. And when I leave tonight, I got three miles away. Dr. Oz in his mansion. He's talking like Tarzan. Did you notice that? Uh, uh, me live three miles away from uh, mad, bad man, uh, Unc Tamangani. I live eight minutes away from here. And when I leave tonight, I got three miles away. Dr. Oz in his mansion in New Jersey. I think I think in, in 2024, they are going to have nominees who are in persistent uh, vegetative states, like Joe Biden. You've got a friend and you have an ally. Send me to Washington, D.C. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank yeah. you, Steelworkers. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, me walk, me go. Uh, 
There's John Fetterman. He's somewhere between Tarzan and Frankenstein, I guess. But uh, that's what they're doing now. And i got to tell you, if you're a, a Democrat and you're down with uh, voting for somebody who is stroke-addled and seriously needs uh, mental and physical therapy, and I'm not saying this to be a, a smart A or anything. I'm just telling you, what's wrong with your, what's wrong with your brain? What the hell is wrong with your brain that you can't even admit that the president of the United States is not fit to be the president when you can literally look at a man who's almost 80 years old, turning 80 in a week or two or something, uh, who, who you know, seriously, new parents, real quick, liberal parents, new parents, new parents. Um, you got a three-year-old little girl and a two-year-old little boy, and they're strapped into car seats in the back of your, uh, your Toyota Sienna. And, uh, you know, you're getting ready to go to Target in your yoga pants. And, uh, and you got your little Yeti container of Chardonnay. You're not going to drink that while in your car unless your husband's driving or whatever, you know. So uh, but they, uh, what, what if, if Joe Biden was there and he's walking around, he's uh, imaginarily uh, shaking hands of people like he's known to do and, and just uh, spouting off and walking off into the cornfield and the whole deal. And you, would you just walk up to him and say, you know, listen, I'm a little busy right now, seriously. I'm going to go to Target because I've got some great sales right now. And... Um, Oh, would you just drive my kids to daycare? Here go. Here's the keys. Sure you would. Sure you would. Yeah. And I'm not saying that because, uh, you know, Joe Biden is a stranger. But if he was your great uncle or uh, your dad and uh, your kids' grandkids were in the back seat and, his, and he was the grandpa, uh, Grampy wouldn't get the keys. Grampy wouldn't get the keys. And you know what? I'm just, I got to tell you, I think that we're just kind of tired of being played. I think we're really done. Today I'm looking on the, the uh, Twitter, and Twitter, of course, is, uh, is an agency that worked with the uh, federal government and the FBI to shut down discussion of Hunter Biden's laptop, which shows collusion between uh, a communist-owned gas company and the Biden family and the communist Chinese government to the tune of about $30 million for influence and access to the presidency. You got that going on. Uh, and, and so Twitter just completely ignored that. They, they, they played along with the FBI when they uh, said that there was a, a Russia collusion between Donald Trump and the Russians, which uh, was absolutely uh, shown to be false. The FBI spent $40 million on a two-year study, even though they knew at the beginning. Hell, they even helped pay for the dossier and went to the FISA court to, uh, to uh, surveil Donald Trump's uh, campaign team and transition team and presidency. But the, uh, the Twitter this morning is it's trending that uh, there's no evidence of widespread voter fraud. And this is uh, two months out of the next election and two years after the last one. And they're saying, oh, yeah, this is it. There is no voter fraud. And, and listen, it says here the results are, were subject to numerous audits and reviews. Litigation seeking to challenge the results was unsuccessful because it was never heard by a court. Thank you. The Department of Homeland Security Cybersecurity Agency called the election the most secure in American history. Oh, yeah, this is the same DHS that created a disinformation bureau to go after conservative speech or anything that the government didn't approve. So when you see things like this on Twitter, it's, it's, uh, it's trending. Oh, there's no widespread, uh, widespread voter fraud. There's no evidence whatsoever. Realize they're trying to play you. And it's crap. 
They tried playing you a couple weeks ago. Joe Biden was on a roll. There was going to be a blue wave, a blue wave, because Joe Biden had success with his uh, legislation that he rammed through Congress using uh, using uh, uh, a, a method whereby only 50% of the votes were necessary. Yep. And then he just used an executive order to write off $1 trillion in, in student loan debt and saddle middle-class and lower-class Americans with it. Well, that blue wave isn't happening. He's back down where he was, and 72% of Americans on the, the Democrat side and 70% of Republicans say the country is going in the wrong direction. That was after Mar-a-Lago and before the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. So that meant it was a reflection of who's in the White House, not who was. So the more of this, this uh, flack keeps coming at you as you, uh, you uh, rebel scum, fly over the Death Star of the Democrat Party, don't be distracted because the, uh, the flack is only going to get a lot heavier. But you have to realize this flack is not going to take you down unless you allow it to happen. Wow, I opened the show with a Star Wars analogy. I mean, that's kind of weird. I'm not even like one of those guys that goes to Comic-Con. I'm not even that big a Star Wars fan, but I used it. Thought I'd make it relatable. And I think we did it. Now, on the way, I have got, uh, oh, oh, the uh, the Democrat Party is convinced that they have finally got Donald Trump because that FBI warrant. Uh, Apparently, Donald Trump had some nuclear secrets. It's nuclear. Nuclear secrets. Well, I'm going to shoot that down. I'm going to shoot down that piece of flack above the Death Star. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. (laughs) This is the Rob Carson Show. May the force be with you. Back in a few. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's the Wild Carson Show. Kind of this new bumper music. This is Philip Sace, by the way. You don't know Philip Sace, right? Uh, Philip Sace is a blues guitarist and vocalist who uh, channels uh, not only Stevie Ray Vaughan, but uh, but also um, uh, Jimi Hendrix and uh, let me see who else. Uh, oh, and Lenny Kravitz. And uh, wow, I mean, just wow. If you get a chance to listen to his live version of Steamroller, holy hell, Philip Sace, remember that. Anyway, we're, uh, we're adding new bumper music because you know what? I'm forward thinking. And you know, I, I watched, uh, you know, I was watching uh, Eric Bowling last night on Newsmax, and then I, then I watched the recorded Tucker Carlson, and Tucker Carlson was kind of talking about how the Democrat or the Republican Party needs to stop looking back, saying, oh, the 50s were really great, and oh, the 60s were really great, and we need to go back there. No, 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 we don't. We don't. No, no. We need to move forward with the same optimism we've always, have or always had. 
And we need to take the ones who are calling us all of these names, whether it be fascist, whether it be uh, anti-democratic and all that, and we need to take those people and we need to relegate them to the dustbin of history. So that's why I, I like to keep looking forward. I don't like to look to the past. You know, again, you got to occasionally for inspiration. Don't get me wrong. But uh, we, we, can, we can inspire a generation of people to return to the greatness that is America. And I'm not talking about the past. I'm just talking about to the principles. To the principles. Because the left has, uh, has uh, exposed something that uh, really was the driving force in the class of 1968 and all of the nonsense and the violence and the anti-American rhetoric and all of this stuff that you seem is, is so bat guano crazy. They, they failed in the, in the one thing they needed to do to make it all work for them to precipitate the fall of America. And that's what we're experiencing and converting it into the Marxist moist dream of the class of 1968. And the one thing they didn't take into account or couldn't complete was all of us hating America. I mentioned yesterday when uh, people of color have been told you can't achieve anything in this country because of institutional racism, that uh, there are certainly better places in the world that uh, uh, people of color could live. Well, if that's the case, then where's Jesse Owens or, or Zambia's Jesse Owens? Where is uh, Namibia's Oprah Winfrey? Where is, I could go on and on. The greatest people of color who've existed in the history of mankind lived here and achieved greatness beyond any measure measurable. I just heard this morning Oprah Winfrey's worth $3 billion. Holy hell. My goodness, if it weren't for all of that institutional racism, she probably could have been worth $10 billion. <laughs> so it looks like they found nuclear I'm using that on purpose I, I know it's nuclear I'm a, I like to consider myself to be a wordsmith And a, and a uh, grammar Nazi I just say it to kind of, you know Play with you a little bit Or at least the minds of the left Yeah, nuclear secrets were found Now the, uh, the FBI has never really said They were looking for nuclear secrets When they went into Mar-a-Lago They just issued a blank warrant And uh, a criminal probe requested by the incumbent president Meaning Joe Biden Was the reason why The uh, FBI went into Mar-a-Lago This according to the justice Who has said that they're going to allow A special master Now the uh, seizure of Listen to all this stuff Listen to this here real quick uh, Clothing there's certainly got to be nuclear secrets in that blazer. Uh, medical records. Well, you never know. Uh, you know, he, he might have gone to his doctor to, to take nuclear secrets. Well, okay, maybe, maybe not. Tax records. And 500 pages of attorney-client privilege documents not covered by a warrant. That's weird. Weird. More than simply appointing a special master to referee an evidence dispute, U.S. District Judge Aileen Cannon exposed this week a Justice Department search of former President Trump's home that was initiated by his chief Democrat rival, Joe Biden, that was carried out so sloppily that it violated the uh, least intrusive mandate in the FBI agent's manual and that failed to keep legally protected uh, materials from falling into the hands of investigators. This was that broad sweep we were been talking about that 
that is against the Fourth Amendment. In other words, Cannon was not convinced by the Justice Department's argument that its honor system, known as filter or taint teams, see, you can't have an honor system if you're a dis honorable organization. And every day we're finding out how the FBI is uh, more and more dishonorable. That it was adequate to protect the 45th uh, president's constitutional rights. The court takes a different view on this record. Cannon's Labor Day ruling is simply an opening salvo. Whether Trump's claims of executive privilege, attorney-client privilege, or unconstitutional overly broad search prevail will be decided sometime in the future. So they found a lot of stuff that they weren't supposed to be looking for. That's illegal. Uh, coming up, Catherine Harridge of CBS has a, uh, a report on the uh, nuclear secrets, and it uh, fails to prove anything. Elena Haba, uh, lawyer for Donald Trump, sounds off. And Eric Shaw of Fox News, he's completely down with this uh, third world America. Stick around. a new headline from the Daily Wire. One in four Democrats believe men can become pregnant. Uh, for all the uh, cisgendered Democrat couples out there who maybe you're thinking about having a family or, you know, like uh, like my wife and I, we, we struggled to have our second child, Avery, our daughter. Um, may, maybe if you if you are, um, you, you might you, you might be doing it wrong. Just just going to say uh, one in four Democrats believe men can become pregnant. One, some men can get pregnant. So if you are struggling to have a, a child and you are a cisgendered Democrat, you might want to kind of reevaluate how you're making that baby. Because uh, if you think you're the husband or, you know, whatever you want to call the male person who was born with the penis and testicles and all that, if you're thinking that person's going to get pregnant, you're going to be waiting a long time. Just a really long time. So uh, we know that the, uh, the judge who... Uh, Allowed the uh, uh, special—it's uh, not the—you uh, ch- know—the uh, what is it? It's a, the master, special master. It's not the drunken master, special master. Um, and the uh, judge is saying that uh, not only were items like uh, clothing, medical records, and tax records, and of course, uh, President Trump's uh, passports, 500 pages of attorney-client privilege documents—that kind of shows that you know it was a wholesale raid, just fishing, like I had mentioned yesterday. The uh, former Soviet who said that, uh, show me the man, I'll show you the crime. That's what they were doing. Uh, former assistant director of intelligence, Kevin Brook of the FBI, said, the more that's revealed, the more it looks kind of like a sloppy government overreaches in play. Uh, what this means is that uh, uh, framing a search in the narrowest possible terms to avoid communications protected by the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution is what is allowed. What the Democrat did, the, what the uh, FBI did, well, same thing, is the opposite. Now, here's the, here's the kind of interesting thing. Rigorous obedience to constitutional principles, which the FBI did not do, that individually and institutionally our adherence to constitutional guarantees is more important than the outcome of any single interview, search for evidence, or investigation. All right? That's what the FBI manual says. The fact that this was a wholesale raid raises the danger that the judge may eventually throw out the entire search which is what should happen, by the way. 
both saw, both because it was overly broad to begin with and then overlooked evidence outside the scope authorized by or overcollected the evidence outside the scope authorized by the magistrate. In other words, they went in, did a wholesale raid, looking for a crime. They had a man. They've been doing this for six years now, and this was another last-ditch effort, although they keep coming up with ditches to drive themselves into. And uh, Joe Scarborough's got to be thrilled because one of those uh, documents that was taken which wasn't even targeted by the search, which just showed up because they wholesale grabbed everything, has some sort of nuclear secrets on it. Here's Catherine Herridge, an otherwise uh, rare, very credible journalist on CBS News, with her story about the new nuclear materials. And I want you to listen to the intense specificity of this story. We are getting some new details this morning about what the FBI may have found at Mar-a-Lago, a file discovered at the country club home of the former president. That would be it's the country club home. It's not just the, the home, it's the country club home. They use that because they want him to be, uh, you know, really, rich and privileged. President Trump had information about the nuclear capabilities of a foreign government. Wait a minute. The FBI may have found information about nuclear secrets of a foreign government. Okay, you know, just throw the guy in. Just throw Trump in jail. It's all over. I quit. I'm going home. Goodbye. Oh, actually, I'm already home. I work at home. That according to the Washington Post. Senior investigative correspondent Catherine Herridge is in Washington for us with more. Uh, Catherine, it's an uncomfortable new detail. Good morning. It's uncomfortable, this nuclear secret thing that may or may not have been found that is from a foreign country. Go ahead. Well, good morning, Tony. National security and nuclear experts told CBS News. Old national security and nuclear experts did. Those guys over there. If the intelligence was compromised, it has the potential to damage collection methods, even burn sources. The analysts who do not have firsthand knowledge of the Mar-a-Lago records... And this is exactly what the FBI was looking for when they issued a blank search warrant for anything to find that Donald Trump did something wrong so they could prevent him from running for office again. ...said intelligence describing a foreign government's military defenses, including its nuclear capabilities, can reveal fragile collection methods such Why as... Why did the FBI leak this to the press if it's so secret and nuclear? I said nuclear properly that time. I'm sorry, I meant to say nuclear! ...human sources, electronic surveillance, and spy satellite technology. In the intelligence world, this highly classified information is called compartmented intelligence. Oh, this is the new word. It's compartmented intelligence. Because the distribution is limited access, highly restricted, and on a need-to-know basis. Need to such know. Such as the president, a limited number of cabinet... Yeah, why, why does everybody know about it now? Because the FBI leaked it. ...secretaries, and those directly running an operation. The experts said it will be important important to know if the military... Catherine, save yourself. There's still time to save your reputation. You used to be a great journalist. Here is uh, Alina Haba. She is a uh, lawyer for Donald Trump. I actually had a chance to meet her. Uh, talking with Rob uh, uh, Rob Finnerty of Newsmax, the uh, Wake Up America show. This is incredibly disturbing to me um, in terms of leaks coming from the Justice Department. The fact that you know, we had originally, and let's remember the timeline here, originally there were nuclear codes and the latest and greatest is, you know, there's empty folders and now they're saying there's top secret information about another country. 
They're making it up as they go along. Just I thought you'd throw that out there. They're just kind of making it up as they go along, and they, they're kind of like a, a you know old timey prospector, you know, with uh, the the pan there and his hat on backwards, you know, and he's sitting down there and he goes, yeehaw, we struck it rich, we struck gold, and then they take it out and they bite it and they realize it's fool's gold because they're fools. You know, when you have to defend yourself, stories come out. They've done that about a hundred fifty thousand times since. Donald Trump was elected. When, and that's exactly what I believe they are, just stories. Right. So at this point, if you look at the left-wing media's storytelling, it's inconsistent. Yeah, because they've been wrong every single time for the last six-plus years, but this time they got it right. It's outrageous, and it's and, and it's been all over the map. So, you know, the truth is really between the attorneys. All over the map. Hell, it's all over the road. It's in the ditch for crying out loud. Now, the uh, the judge who uh, issued the special master acknowledged one other fact, that citing government documents, uh, uh, she saw that troubled experts around the world. The criminal probe began with the National Archives providing the FBI access to the records in question as requested by none other than Joe Biden. I said this yesterday. In the ruling, it said requested by the incumbent president. Joe Biden, in an election year, sicked the FBI on his political rival. They went to Mar-a-Lago. They found nothing. And so what was the next step? Well, then you got to go after Donald Trump and Republicans wholesale as fascists and, uh, and uh, enemies of the state. In other words, Biden gave an instruction that was the in, in ignition for a criminal probe of his rival, which again would possibly allow the judge to eventually throw out the entire search, which is what they need to do. Let's go to Buster in Santa Cruz, the home of uh, uh, our glorious affiliate KSCO. Welcome to the show there, Buster. What's going on? Hey, buddy. Sounded great out here in the West Coast, man. Yes, sir. We yes, love sir. you. You know that, Rob. I hey, know I'm that. Big he- That's good. And that's from the heart. I'm a big Jimmy fan. Jimmy and Stevie, bro. My oh, yeah. favorite guitar players. Yeah. All right. I got a couple yeah. questions for you, Rob. Yeah, One is, and you don't have to answer if you want, but I'd like to know what the real deal is on the, the head of the FBI in the old days. Jay, uh, Edgar Hoover, because what I got, he wasn't really well-liked. Your take on that, and then the other question is, uh, you really got me intrigued when you said there's possibly a new generation may come up that may change the path we're on, the country is, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was wondering what your ideas about how that might come about and what it would take. Well, it's already uh, in, we're already in the middle of it, uh, Buster. Uh, The generation of which I speak is the uh, last um, analog generation, uh, the last generation to not be indoctrinated to hate America in schools. Uh, And and I have a feeling, since we are still a fighting ability, that uh, we will be leading the charge with regard to the direction the country goes into. It doesn't mean to take anything away from the boomers, the greatest generation, millennials, and I kind of doubt myself about the millennials. Uh, 
uh, and Gen Z. It's just that we are in a position right now, at a position in time and history, to uh, take the four with regard to the fight uh, against the Marxist left in America. And that means people like me, people like Dan Bongino, t- people like Ted Cruz, people like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, people like Jim Jordan. I can go on and on and on. We haven't had a president yet. We haven't had a Gen X president yet. But I do believe that we are certainly going to be a formidable foe with regard to the left, and and I think that we have to lead the charge into battle since uh, millennials were the first progeny of the class of 1968 that were indoctrinated. And Generation Z, I think we're seeing a change because they've seen the abuses and usurpations, and they've been abused with regard to COVID and whatnot. And I think Gen Z is kind of wising up to this nonsense. I haven't haven't said completely, don't get me wrong, they're still being indoctrinated in schools, but I think that maybe we are seeing a change there. And I really think if you look at the uh, direction of the country and the way that people are saying we're going in the wrong direction, uh, this is the thing that will reunite us and, and unite us to fight all of this nonsense. So kind of in a nutshell, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, there's, uh, all generations can exist and live in the greatest engine of economic and individual freedom in the history of mankind. It's still here. The love of love America is still here. People now just need to realize that we are being fought, we are being fired upon, we are in the middle of the Civil War, and we have to stay focused on the biggest battle we face, which is coming up on November the 8th. All right? Kind of in a nutshell there, Buster. Kind of in a nutshell, maybe I answered it. I hope I did. Oh, man, you did a great job and made me realize that there is hope, and I do agree because I have seen a change in that younger generation where I think they want to do things differently in their own way. I think they got a whole generation of kids like my daughter who were told to wear stupid masks every freaking day for two years, and they missed out on half of their education, and they're kind of going, huh. You know what? Uh, maybe uh, sitting in this bedroom and, and uh, thinking about suicide or cutting myself or, or taking uh, you know, fentanyl dressed up as Tic Tacs, uh, maybe this isn't the way I want to live. I got a daughter who's 17 years old. She's got a boyfriend of a year. He is a Christian. She's not a hardcore Christian by any means, but she has chosen to realize the importance of things in the world, and that is those who are around who you, you love, who you love and the freedom that we enjoy. And and, and I think she and her generation are refusing to be sheep, and they are starting to cast aside this nonsense. So we're going to win this, and you have to be optimistic, Buster, but you also have to be girded for battle. You have to be girded for battle, and you have to be willing to fight the defensive battle we need to to win. And I told you guys a long time ago this year was going to get all sorts of messed up, and it was only going to get stranger and more dangerous as November has approached. And we've seen it play out, particularly the last month and a half, starting with the raid on Mar-a-Lago and wrapping up most – it's not wrapping up – with a speech by Joe Biden in, st- in front of a blood-red communist – background on a sacred place, the birthplace of our republic. How much further will they take it? We don't know, but we have to be ready for it, and we have to be willing to fight that defensive battle and then ultimately take over in November. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Donald Trump says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's the Rob Carson Show. 
I've actually heard that the former president, soon to be president, also listened to the radio show. That's what I heard. You know, anyway. So, um, thing happened a couple years ago, election night in uh, 2019. And uh, I was watching uh, Fox News at the time, I think, and, and I, I, you know, I saw that Donald Trump was winning, smashing, breaking records, and I thought, hey, we can go to sleep, and tomorrow morning I'll wake up, Donald Trump will be declared the president. And then all of a sudden, old Brett Baer decided to call Arizona out of nowhere. A- and then all of the vote counting stopped in the five battleground states, including in Atlanta, uh, not this, certainly not a state, but, but in Atlanta, uh, this big uh, convention center where there's a vote site, uh, they said there was a water main break and they had to stop counting the votes. And they left the, they left the cameras on and, and all of a sudden these people stayed after. They shoot out the press and everything and they pulled out these big old black cases full of ballots and they ran them in again and again and again and again. And, uh, and I remember going and I said, why the hell did uh, Fox News do that? And then something amazing happened the next day. Americans decided uh, something's going on here. Maybe we ought to look at this. And uh, oddly enough, my Facebook page went away completely before I even had a chance to question the election. And then literally like days later, it was said that there was a perfect uh, uh, election and that if you believed it wasn't, that was a big lie. And the funny thing that happened was uh, the the network that I work for, Newsmax, in the next month had a uh, about a 600% increase in viewership. People saying, Fox, I think we're kind of done with you. Now, I don't want to make this just about attacking Fox News because that would be blatantly partisan on my part. Because, you know, I, I do watch Tucker. I like Tucker Carlson. I admire him. Greg Gutfeld, I think he's great. I, I'm so glad he's kicking butt. He's kicking late nights butt. He doesn't even have famous Hollywood actors on. He doesn't have the big name bands on. And he's beating Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel and Stephen Colbert. It's remarkable. But then they do stupid crap like uh, this, this guy on a weekend, Eric Sean. Eric Sean decides to speculate about whether Trump might have had illegal classified material in his uh, Mar-a-Lago home that he he wanted to sell. Now, now realizing that uh, uh, Donald Trump doesn't need any money, uh, realizing that Donald Trump is already a billionaire, realizing that Hillary Clinton got $150 million into her charity that did nothing from Russian oligarchs after signing off on the Uranium One deal... And leaving office as Secretary of State, and yet Eric Sean is saying this. Did former President Trump try to sell, share the highly classified material to the Russians or to the Saudis or others? Or were the documents innocently mishandled and stored because he... See, this kind of speculation is just uh, uh, stupid, to be quite honest. But he had a legal right to have them. And Russia state... What do you say, especially here, while you're speculating, let's say that... Uh, uh, Donald Trump uh, may have been kidnapped by aliens and uh, and returned to Earth with, uh, uh, you know, Bigfoot's love child. The media already is claiming that Russian officials have seen the material. Empty boasts or has there been a leak? That official... What in Donald Trump's tenure said that he was a friend of Russia? What in Hillary Clinton's tenure says that she was a friend to Russia? Well, I would say that being a hawk on defense and trade and energy independence would mean that Donald Trump was uh, not a friend of Russia. 
and Hillary Clinton in the aforementioned sale of uranium rights to Uranium One, a Russian company, while she was Secretary of State and getting $150 million into her charitable foundation soon thereafter and then not getting elected and the foundation folding would indicate that maybe Hillary Clinton uh, was in bed with the Russians. And for God's sake, I feel sorry for the Russians. Eric, 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 Eric. This is why people don't trust Fox anymore. They might trust a few personalities, but ultimately they don't. Let's take a break. Come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Do you find yourself turning on the news and feeling hopeless? Open borders, spending on crazy, increasing crime, indoctrination of our kids, inflation. The list goes on and on. There is something you can do now. Buy from companies that believe what you believe. We need to stick together now more than ever, and there has been one company willing to fight for our God-given value since 2012. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer dependable nationwide coverage. In fact, they use the same towers as all the major carriers. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer support. More importantly, Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, your constitutional rights, sanctity of life, and our veteran and first responder heroes. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Carson or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code CARSON. They offer special discounts for veterans and first responders and for multi-line discounts. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Carson or call 972-PATRIOT. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is Rob Carson Show, hour number two, ladies and gentlemen. And before we go any further, I think we need our new uh, deplorable fascist mega Republican theme song here. We won the last election. Sean Ferris. My campaign was perfection. They stole the vote. And we all know they raided Mar-a-Lago. The FBI has got to go. Oh yeah, they're not our friend. They are our foe. Yeah, that of the CDC and the DHS. We're not gonna take it. No, you're not gonna take it, and you're not gonna take it anymore. Keep on the IRS and the FBI. Hillary deleted all her emails, and Hunter Biden should be in jail. You know I am right, and they are wrong. Yeah, they are. We'll win come this November, and this crap we will remember. Once and for all, let's drain the swamp. We're not gonna take it. Ding, ding, ding. No, you're not gonna take it. Needs cowbell. We're not gonna take it anymore. Believe me, we're not gonna take it. I just have to. That is Sean Farish. Uh, we aren't going to take it anymore. And the more you're distracted and the more the left uh, takes it up a notch, the more that uh, uh, we are declared enemies, we are rebel scum, the, the, the stronger we're going to get. The stronger we're going to get. I understand now why Rush Limbaugh said that he was a, uh, a happy warrior. 
because every day and 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 I mean I really get it. This is the right time for me to do this show. I didn't do a talk radio show really uh, nationally syndicated until about a year ago. And now I understand. Now I understand how you can you can come in every day and you can dissect all of the nonsense that they're throwing at you, and you can still be an optimistic, happy warrior. And that's the way I am. And there are days that I get really, really bummed out. And I can imagine you do too, because every day it's a new assault on you, and every day you've got to go, wait, 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 wait. This can't be happening. This isn't right. Let me let me just take this and digest it, and then realize, oh yeah. Well, I guess Joe Biden signed off on the raid of Mar-a-Lago on May the 12th, that according to the, the justice who has appointed the, uh, the special master with regard to the raid on Mar-a-Lago. So there you go. So the, the uh, archives and the president of the United States and the FBI all collaborated to do a broad sweeping search of Mar-a-Lago for anything. And then they are selectively leaking supposedly uh, top-secret nuclear secrets. You know, nuclear secrets is what it is. Well, if they're so secret and it's so dependent on, and the national security is so dependent on, why did they wait on the raid from May and then wait on the raid after the approval of the search warrant from Friday to Monday and not say a damn thing about it until, oh, they found something that may have had something to do with something nuclear and they let it and they leaked it to the press. We're going to win this because good wins. Otherwise, Hitler's nephew would be in charge of, of uh, Nazi Germany today. Let's go to Sean in Live Oak, California. Been holding for a while. He must have something important to say. Sean, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Go. Yeah. And uh, after Joe Biden gave that uh, dark and authoritarian speech, uh, for a short time on Twitter, uh, pedo Hitler was uh, trending. Yes. yes, they took it down. I, I saw them literally take it down. Pedo Hitler. Yeah. But uh, after finding that out, uh, sort of an idea occurred to me. What? Uh, you remember the movie producers and the song uh, Springtime Hitler? Oh, Springtime for Hitler, of course. <laughs> yeah, well, I was just thinking that uh, maybe uh, if someone could do another variation... Okay. With lyrics like uh, "Springtime for uh, Pedo Biden. Hitler and the Democrat Party." Uh, springtime for Biden. I think. Well, let me let me talk to my friend uh, Jim Gossett. Maybe we'll collaborate on it there, Sean. Yeah. That might be a good idea, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I just <laughs> and I think that uh, mockery and ridicule is an important part of the First Amendment. Absolutely. And uh, I'm willing to do that to the left every single day. And I do it not only with mockery and ridicule, but also uh, informed satire. That's one of the things I like to do. Whenever I play a, a piece of satire that I created, it has a grain of truth to it. And I, and I learned that a long time ago. A long time ago. Thanks for the call, Sean. I do appreciate it. Working full-time is no longer covering basics like rent, food, and child care for more than one-third of American families. And yet Joe Biden thought that the most pressing issue last week was uh, fascistic uh, mega Republicans. It's, it's like he's almost trying to distract or something. 35% of American families cannot afford their household basics. I know what this is like. I know what it's like. I've told you the story. The despair of calling your wife or texting her at the gas station and saying, do we have enough to fill the car? Should I just put in 10 bucks till payday? 
And then the glory that I felt when I was working full time at the KCMO in Kansas City, and I called my wife and I said, "What do you want for dinner?" And she says, "How about salmon?" And I said, "We can't afford salmon. We need salmon. I mean, we might as well have foie gras and uh, and caviar for crying out loud, ain't hanging on." She goes, "Honey, we can afford salmon." Oh. I was thinking about this because one of my fantasies, and still is uh, to this day, is to be able to go in the grocery store and not look for a yellow sticker for clearance items and just being able to buy whatever you want. Kind of like somebody who just had their uh, their food stamp card uh, re, uh, recharged at the beginning of the month. I, I know I witnessed it in, uh, in Maryland when I lived there. Food stamp recipients, uh, generally as far as uh, amount of money for groceries per month, uh, is more than the average family. And they go into grocery stores. Nothing against you if you need it. That's cool. But I could always tell when the beginning of the month, because you go to Sam's Wholesale Club, and they would pile. I mean, just, oh, here's Sam, and let's have some steak here until that six or $800 on that card was done. <laughs> 35% of working families can't afford their household basics. The combined cost of rent, groceries, medical tra- transportation, and child care are out of reach for many. Yet Joe Biden has decided that he's going to use $1 billion or $1 trillion of these poor people's money to pay off somebody's student debt. Just, just grasp that for a moment, partisans. The economy and rising prices are a top concern for millions of voters. Poor working families would need an extra hourly pay bump of $11 per hour to make ends meet. They need another $11 an hour. See, they're trying that in California. They're mandating a $22 minimum wage for fast food workers. That's going to destroy the fast food industry and, uh, and uh, cause a lot of unemployment. But they're morons. Virginia mom Kelly Hopkins uh, said that working 40 hours a week isn't enough. Inflation rates of 8.5%, still above what many householders can afford. Oh, and you know what? I know that gas is down to only twice as much as it was since Joe Biden took office, but diesel prices where I live, still $5 a gallon. That's how you get your food and stuff, in those big old trucks, off of those big old trains, off of those big old ships. None of them are electric. I thought you should know about that. But it's interesting, Virginia mom of three, Kelly Hopkins, who must live near D.C., uh, said that her family is struggling with rising prices despite her husband, Matt, working 40 hours a week and making a combined income of 130k. It's so bad, and we aren't uh, on the lower end of the pay scale. High grocery prices and energy costs are leaving uh, the dents in their bank accounts. At first, we were okay and just replanned our summer, including canceling our vacation. Joe Biden didn't do that. He went and stayed in a $20 million house for free. But with the inflation each month, we are poorer and poorer. And now we're a month-to-month family. People can't afford food working 40 hours a week. That's why I see the unemployment rate is so low, because so many people have had to come out of retirement and work, and so many people are working two or three jobs. I'm very fortunate because my wife last week, she quit her second job working at Ace Hardware because we can get by, and she's got to take care of her mom. Polls show that the economy, inflation, border security, gun violence, uh, those are all of the things that uh, are guiding people in this election. None of it has to do with MAGA supporters, uh, MAGA uh, Republicans being fascists. That's kind of strange, isn't it? 
Wall Street Journal and Ariel, two-thirds of uh, registered voters said the economy was either not good or poor. And then, of course, you got, uh, oh, FedEx is apparently on the brink of collapse because of rising costs. Contractors have already signed deals, and uh, they can't afford to honor those deals. So FedEx is about to blow up. Uh, it looks like UPS is getting ready to go on strike, even though UPS drivers make an average of $95,000 a year. Supply chain, anybody? I can't even afford groceries. Half of U.S. food banks reporting the number of households needing handouts. I had this story in my stack. I'm just bringing it back. Americans are relying on dollar stores to buy dinners and bulk items as grocery prices serve 12.2% of chains, including Walmart, say they aren't coming down anytime soon. What are you having for dinner tonight there, Nancy Pelosi? Well, obviously, we're going to have a lot of wine because Paul's going to be there. And then we're going to have some foie gras. And then we might have some uh, all prepared by our personal chef, by the way. And then we're going to enjoy $12 a pint ice cream afterwards. How about you, Mr. and Mrs. America, who can't afford now to make it paycheck to paycheck, can't even afford to rent and everything? What are you having tonight? Well, we're going to share a box of rice aroni, the San Francisco treat that we got at the dollar store. And we're going to crack open a can of green beans. And if we want a protein, we might uh, we might throw some chicken strips in the freezer or uh, that we have in the freezer in the oven for a few minutes. I'm not exaggerating. You know it. I know it. Oh, yeah, 97% of U.S. executives believe the U.S. is now in a recession. Yeah, there's that. And then, of course, the uh, Biden administration is now touting the federal loan cancellation plan. Now, listen to this, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Blue Collar America, not able to make it paycheck to paycheck. Listen to this. This is from the uh, president's uh, uh, Twitter site, the POTUS Twitter site that he has no idea exists. It says, uh, take a look at this message I received. Because of student loan forgiveness, Americans will be able to crawl out from under the unsustainable debt and finally start thinking about saving for the first time. The first tweet. Uh, included an image of a message that said, quote, you ready for this? Thank you, Mr. President. At 51 years old, my husband and I can finally start having uh, saving for our first home. Well, see, that isn't about uh, your student loans. That's just being about uh, being unresponsible and uh, not planning for these things at age 51. I think that tweet might have came from uh, John Fetterman. You know. Another tweet from the uh, at POTUS account featured a message that declared, it means I can more easily afford and qualify to finally buy a home. It lowers our stress. It will restore breathing room in our budget. I don't know if you knew this, but estimates are between $2,500 and $6,000 per uh, taxpayer in this country to pay off the $1 trillion in student loan debt that Joe Biden is attempting to do. Another message said, now I can pay off the remainder of my debt this year and begin to save for a house and start a family. Well, you know what? The people who can't afford groceries and rent, they're the ones who are going to be paying for your house that you've been dreaming about. And uh, maybe you haven't been able to afford to save for at age 51. Uh, John Fetterman lived with his parents and off of his parents and family his entire career, by the way. Thought you should know. Coming up, we're going to get into a collusion between big tech and uh, the Biden White House and the FBI, and it's undeniable, and they're trying to take it a step further. I'll explain on the other side of this. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million votes. Yeah, right. It's the Rob Carson Show. Don't worry. 
You know, after uh, Joe Biden last week said this of MAGA Republicans at a uh, speech, uh, which literally there was nothing pressing on the American agenda at all dealing with uh, Donald Trump and uh, his presidency and uh, and his supporters. That's not on the ballot. But Joe Biden decided to take everything that we face right now, the uh, the threat from China, the uh, war in Ukraine, the open border, the economy, energy uh, dependence, the price of everything. I can go on and on. And he decided the most pressing thing in America was to go after Donald Trump and his supporters. And this is what he did. We must be honest with each other and with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. Everything that is abnormal, everything you've seen, all of the destruction, the murder, the mayhem that started when Donald Trump was elected on election day or on on inauguration day, literally as Washington, D.C. burned that day, all of that is not normal. And all of it has been uh, bought and paid for by the left. And the Democrat Party has played right along. Representing extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. I'd say that's kind of a declaration of war. When you say that the country is in jeopardy of falling because of a group of people, that's saying uh, that you've got to stop those people or the country falls. That's a declaration of war. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. I'm one of them right here, proud enemy of the state, right here. And that is a threat to this country. And he- Yeah, there you go. He said it. And it's kind of funny because uh, 62% of registered voters believe that uh, Joe Biden likely consulted and perfa- perhaps even profited from Biden family business deals. It's like that speech was meant to distract from something and it didn't work. Didn't work. Hell, even even uh, prominent Democrats aren't saying anything much about the speech. The only people who are saying that the speech was awesome are the talking heads on MSNBC and CNN. One third of respondents say they they, they do believe Joe Biden was likely uh, he consulted and his uh, family business dealings uh, actually have one third said they uh, they believe that he was uh, not involved. I should say two sixty two percent say uh, that the Biden family is essentially crooked. Fifty eight percent of voters believe Joe Biden played a role in Hunter Bi- in the family's business. Sixty percent said Hunter Biden has sold influence and access to the president. And yet, Barron Trump's room was raided by the FBI, but uh, Hunter Biden's uh, apartment hasn't been. People aren't buying it, man. And then you got this, former FBI Hunter Biden point man, Timothy Thibault, the guy who worked for the FBI, reportedly buried information from Toby, Tony Bobolinsky about the Biden family business scheme with a now bunked, deep, uh, bankrupt CCP-linked energy company. Bobolinsky, who met personally with Joe Biden in 2017 for an hour to discuss the Biden's family business plans with the Chinese, gave three FBI, uh, gave the FBI three cell phones with encrypted messages between him and the business partners. This is according to the New York Post. Bobolinsky also handed over the uh, the bureau emails and financial documents detailing the Biden family's corrupt influence peddling operation in foreign countries during Joe Biden's presidency. All of this was on Hunter Biden's laptop, and the FBI already had that. So it was corroborated with Hunter Biden's laptop. And this doofus, Timothy Thibault, Timothy Thibault he, uh, he covered up the laptop. And now we know he covered up Bobolinsky's 
attempt to shed the light on the corruption of the Biden family. 2017 email from Hunter Biden's laptop revealed a, uh, a business deal between Bobolinsky, the Biden family, high-ranking members of the Chinese Communist Party, would include 10% held by H for the big guy. Bobolinsky has confirmed the reference to the big guy in the much-publicized May 13th email was, in fact, a reference to Biden. Bobolinsky and his lawyers were given Thibault's uh, cell phone number, told that uh, he would be their point man uh, to at the FBI thereafter. But you know what? He never heard from him again. And uh, Timothy Thibault was escorted out of the FBI headquarters last Friday. He was also in charge of uh, the January 6th investigation and also in charge of uh, the voter fraud investigation of uh, 2020. It's kind of remarkable, isn't it? Bob Alinsky uh, was never, reportedly never invited to testimo- testify before the Delaware grand jury probing Hunter. Though Joe Biden and his staff have claimed seven times the president has had no part in family business, he has been involved at least 17 times. 58% of Republicans believe Joe Biden has played a role in his family business. 60% say Hunter Biden has sold influence and access to the president. Miranda Devine of the New York Post uh, corroborates all of that. We've got that coming up in a few minutes. What else have we got here? Uh, Joe Biden's trying to walk back the uh, poisonous speech. Oh, and liberals are paying millions for golden visas to escape the country if Donald Trump returns to power. I'll uh, contribute some money to that golden visa fund if you'd like. This is The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Coming up next hour, the AG of the state of Tejas, Ken Paxton, is going to join us to talk about uh, Greg Abbott sending busloads of illegals to sanctuary cities that normally would uh, welcome uh, this uh, breach of their borders by illegals. But uh, it's kind of weird. Democrats like uh, the mayor of New York and uh, the mayor of Chicago, Beetlejuice, 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 uh, they they don't like that. They don't they don't like it. They they want the open border to be handled by those people in the South, those you know people who live in trailer parks and stuff who you get to scrape by. Don't bring that to our city, even though we are a sanctuary city. Yeah, you know. So uh, we're going to talk to Ken Paxton, the AG of Texas, about that and other stuff. So uh, uh, stick around for that. It's going to be pretty big. Now, I have said, what did I say about uh, the big tech, uh, the mainstream media, and, uh, and the Democrat Party, and, and rhino Republicans? If they say what you believe is misinformation or disinformation, it means that they know you know the truth. They do, and, and it's, it's being bowed out uh, every single day. We know that uh, the uh, uh, FBI and uh, the White House was involved with uh, the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Uh, that was at the behest of Joe Biden starting back in May. We know that the FBI literally worked with Facebook. It was admitted by Mark Zuckerberg. Oddly enough, he's still alive. Hey, kind of weird. Admitted by Mark Zuckerberg. The FBI came in and said, yeah, you know, there's a lot of disinformation out there. You might want to get rid of the disinformation. And suddenly, everything on Facebook and everything on Twitter with regard to Hunter Biden's laptop disappeared completely. Before the election, 70% of, almost 80% of Americans said, hey, yeah, they wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden if they'd known about the laptop. They threw the bloody election. The FBI, in all of its corruptness, 
and the Democrat Party and big social media and the mainstream media in all of their corruptness. It was really actually the, uh, all the vote stealing and everything which released all the elections. It was just a, a double down, a, a fail safe, if you will. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> and, and then they also shut down speech on um, COVID. The, the CDC, they, they worked with big tech uh, to cover up so-called misinformation. You know, like ivermectin is uh, horse medicine. Even though a new study shows, a peer-reviewed study, 92% success rate in preventing death from COVID when used as a prophylaxis. We couldn't say anything about any of these things on social media. We couldn't say a thing. None of these stories were covered by, by social media or, or by, by the mainstream media. It kind of makes you wonder if since the government and the FBI were working with big social media to throw the election, maybe they were also uh, working with the mainstream media. Or, or maybe just the mainstream media are just slavish water carriers. Kind of interesting, right? Here's uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre. Uh, she had nothing to say. She had nothing to say when confronted about big check tech collaborating with the state. Thank you. On social media companies, um, did the administration give Twitter and Facebook uh, talking points um, over flagging what the president describes as mis misinformation? Talk, say that one more time. Yeah, I need to sort through my folder here because I really, I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna get hosed here. Administration helped Twitter and Facebook with talking points about what the administration believes is misinformation or how much misinformation, disinformatia, as the Stalin used to say. Coordination is there between the administration. Uh, um, and social media companies. So I, I, I don't have anything to, to share with you on that. I'm not going to comment on, on that right this time. Okay, because the, the attorney generals from Missouri and uh, Louisiana said there's a vast censorship enterprise um, across a multitude of federal agencies. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not going to comment. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and let the, uh, the bleep hitting the fan take over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this according to uh, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, who we hope to have on the show here very soon. Uh, Meta, also known as Facebook, identified 32 additional federal officials, including White House officials who communicated with them. And YouTube identified 11 federal officials, including White House officials, who communicated with them, many of whom were not disclosed by the DOJ. Dozens of federal officials across at least 11 federal agencies engaged in a massive, sprawling federal censorship enterprise. Intent and effect of pressuring social media platforms to censor and suppress private speech that federal officials disfavor. What the hell? What the hell? My God. I'm just so sickened by this. And then Joe Biden calls us the enemy of the state. This is Miranda Devine talking about uh, this agent, Timothy Thibault, who covered up uh, Tony Bobulinski's uh, information about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's business dealings, which he had firsthand, which were corroborated by the Hunter Biden laptop. The FBI covered up, by the way, and didn't even admit in March of this year that they had. What we've found now that's new is that Tony Bobulinski uh, was... Uh 
interviewed for five and a half hours by the FBI 11 days before the 2020 election. Uh, he gave them chapter and verse on Joe Biden's involvement in his son Hunter and his brother Jim Biden's influence peddling scheme around the world. Uh, tens of millions of dollars came into Biden family coffers, uh, including from China. Now, Joe Biden was involved and Tony Bobulinski told the FBI that he had met with the former vice president twice. Yeah. Corroborated by the uh, laptop. Now, uh, we also know that Tony Bobulinski handed over the contents of three of his phones uh, and the, uh, he met with four FBI agents. And then he was told that uh, Timothy Tebow, who's now been made famous by Senator Chuck. And was escorted out of the FBI building a week ago Friday. Brasley is uh, somebody who ran interference. He's a sacrificial lamb. It's in all the Hunter Biden material that the FBI had. Before. But you see, lambs usually are gentle and kind. He's just, uh, well, a douchebag. For the election. Uh, he, Timothy Tebow, was assigned as point man, and Tony Bobulinski, uh, his lawyer, called Tebow and said, what's happening next? And Tebow assured him that uh, he would keep him up to date with the next stage in the investigation. And, uh, yeah, we'll get back to you right, uh, right away with this uh, valuable information that you provided us that would take down Joe Biden's possibility of becoming the president. Yes, sir, Bob, we are definitely going to shred. I mean, we're going to study this uh, evidence that you've given us here. More from Miranda Devine of the New York Post. And he was told that he would probably have to come back for a follow-up interview. But he never... This is on the Hunter... Uh, on, <laughs> sorry, Tucker. Tucker Carlson Show. I heard from them again. And it seems that Bobulinski's phones and his testimony uh, just went into the same black hole that Hunter Biden's laptop went into when the FBI took possession of that in December 2019. Yeah, and you know, there's a, a grand jury in Delaware that's uh, looking at the uh, Hunter Biden laptop. And oddly enough, despite what would be a star uh, witness with regard to that corruption uh, verified on the laptop, uh, Tony Bobulinski has not been asked to testify. And so he's a very credible mm, witness. Kind of weird that uh, way. There's no way you could smear him as an agent of the Kremlin. He's a former naval officer, uh, much decorated, and he had a security clearance, top secret, uh, for the NSA and for the Department of Energy. So this is someone who should have been a star witness uh, before the grand jury now being, uh, you know, convened in Delaware to investigate various allegations about Hunter Biden. He's never been subpoenaed. He's never appeared at the grand jury. They have just forgotten about him. Defund the FBI. That doesn't mean I want to defund law enforcement. It just means that the FBI's got to get its blip in in, uh, in order. Uh, or, you know what, you're, you're just going to have to be reinvented. I'm serious. Uh, and, and, you know, the great thing is that there are FBI agents who are coming forward. They're whistleblowing. Please keep that coming. Please do that in the CDC. Please do that in Border Control. Border Patrol, please. We appreciate that. We know that there are people trying to do a great job for all of these agencies. And they have to wake up every morning and go, what the hell is going on? I really don't believe that every agent, every individual working at the IRS and the CDC and the DHS and the FBI are down with this incredible corruption. One more soundbite from Miranda Devine. It is the duty of the FBI, just on national security grounds, to have investigated what Tony Bobulinski, a very serious man, was telling them about 
the one of the candidates for president in the 2020 election. Yeah. Uh, they they had an, a duty wow. to investigate whether or not Joe Biden was compromised by China because of the millions of dollars his family took in. Yeah, but you see, they had to try to throw another election. They did it in 2016. The FBI was completely cool with taking a dossier that Hillary Clinton, the Democrat Party, and even the FBI helped fund and went to a FISA court and lied to him and got to surveil Donald Trump and his, his, uh, his campaign, his, his uh, transition team and presidency. You know what that was? That was a virtual version of the raid on Mar-a-Lago. It was. That's what it was. It was, it was meant to, to, to have some sort of a fishing expedition. I would imagine that whole uh, first impeachment with regard to the president of Ukraine and a, a harmless phone call with Donald Trump, I, I'm thinking that maybe the FBI might have had something to do with that. Just maybe. Yeah, could be. Could be. It'll all come out in the wash. It will. Kind of crazy. Oh, and, and if you need any proof that, uh, you know, the Joe Biden administration was working with social media to flag posts, here's Jen Psaki, who we haven't heard from lately, uh, talking about it just uh, just a few months ago. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook. Again, disinformation is a word we have never used to describe the population and an opposing opinion. We have never used that. That was used in the former Soviet Union. People went to death camps for that because Joseph Stalin's disinformation bureau sent them there. So I hope you realize the extent to which this party is willing to go down that road to despotism. More from Jen Psaki. Uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts with popular with popular who are popular with their audiences with uh, with accurate information and boost trusted content. So we're helping get trusted content out. Yeah, who decides who's the trusted con content? Oh, the government does. Which means that everything that they believe in is trusted content, and everything you say that doesn't toe that party line is disinformation. There, we also created the COVID. 19, the COVID community court to get factual information into the hands. That was all wrong. That has all been proven wrong. Of local messengers. And we're also investing uh, as you'll. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of done with you. I mean, I'm honestly, just really, really done. All, all I care about is getting to November the 8th. All I care about is voting these bastards out of office. All I care about is that there are more than just congressional hearings about this, that there are indictments, there are trials, and there is punishment. That's all I care about. And I think you're a little fed up with it, too. I think you're tired of the... When is the last time a high-level politician went to prison for corruption? Anybody? Anybody? Hello, 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 hello. No, mm -mm. doesn't happen. Because we have a dual justice system. We have a tale of two cities. You are the proletariat. You are the rebel scum. Same rules don't apply to the higher ups. <laughs> wow. Oh, and in the White House, uh, by the way, yesterday tried to clarify and walk back President Joe Biden's repeated condemnation of Republicans who supported Donald Trump. I uh, mentioned this earlier, and uh, Jean-Pierre says that the, uh, uh, the supporters of Trump were in a bucket of people who posed a threat to democracy. Not all of us. I think they got some serious blowback on that, and I think they also, well, 
I think they know they're starting a fight they're not going to win. That's all I'll uh, leave it at. I've got some uh, media defense of Joe Biden's violent rhetoric against uh, MAGA Republicans, the uh, words of war being used by him. I'll share those on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's The Rob Carson Show. Dealing with a movement, as President Biden talked about, that political violence and cult worship is how democracies die. MAGA is how democracies die. And I'll just say the last thing. I'm glad President Biden tried to sort of walk that gap between here are good Republicans and there's still some. And then here's MAGA. So it's no longer Republicans versus Democrats. It's Americans versus MAGA. And that's the fight in the framing I'd like to see going forward. You know, it's uh, it's remarkable. Um, you know, you've heard the expression that if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. Well, that's what uh, we're doing. I mean, if you look at uh, the past uh, and, and you think that we're safe, I mean, like like uh, like my son and I, we, we debate, we spar uh, about politics. And, and I, I do believe that he believes and a lot of people believe that we are beyond the despotism, the death, the genocide that uh, uh, existed in uh, in last century that America defeated a couple of different times. Or we're not, because 80% of the world's population essentially have no ability to freely express themselves and are at the mercy of their leaders. It, it, it can very easily make a comeback. Genocide, it's already made a comeback in China. China's been doing it ever since. They've been doing it ever since. They're still doing it. Slavery... Forced labor, forced sterilization, organ harvesting. You think that can't happen because you've got a $1,200 phone in your pocket? Or you can, uh, you know, you got a PS10? You out of your mind? Unbelievable. And then the, the President of the United States literally paints the birthplace of our republic blood red for a speech where he called Trump supporters, which is fully 70-plus percent of the Republican Party, the enemies of the state. Well, when that happens, then anything's possible. Here's a montage of uh, America's mainstream media, which aren't really so mainstream anymore because their audiences are shrinking dramatically because of nonsense like this. And realize... All it takes is a compliant group of people to play along and to act like those camps over there don't exist. I absolutely am not meaning to be hyperbolic. I'm just asking you to look at what has happened in the past and realize the similarities and the trajectory we're on. President Biden gave a really strong speech, and and I... Loved it. I, I, I believe everything he said. It was an urgent wartime address. And something- It's a wartime address. <laughs> I told you, they've already declared war on you. Something else that really stuck out. And me. To me is that he almost seemed to sort of be reclaiming patriotism. If you look up mm-hmm. fascism in the dictionary, you're going to find all of those things. So I'm really. Is not- that Joy Reid? sure what the Republicans are all upset about other than the fact that it was named. 
obviously Republicans, I think, are the biggest threat to democracy. We uh, don't mm. separate right wing extremists. Please keep it coming. Come up with worse. Come up. It only makes us stronger. Keep it coming. We must never Republican Party anymore. Hillary Clinton told the truth when he said she said that there were um, deplorable people in the Republican Party supporting Donald Trump. And they Donald were- Trump. I don't support Donald Trump. I support Donald Trump. He was exciting a lot of racism and misogyny and bigotry. The Republicans who were like, oh, he's calling us fascist. If you're not a fascist, he's not talking about you. There you go. So- Just tell him you're not a Jew. Yeah, you'll be fine. Just tell him. Just tell him you're not a Jew. It's not a big deal. No, you'll be fine. That was inflammatory. Oh, I think calling us fascists is pretty inflammatory. Yeah, I, I call that, uh, mm, let me make it relatable to uh, Democrat. super duper inflammatory. I've got some more audio I'm going to share with you, and then we're going to move on to uh, the election of, uh, of 2020 and how Democrats were completely down for five years talking about the election of 2016 being stolen and a Caton, a Corinne Jean-Pierre being confronted on that. That's coming up. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response the rob carson show final hour of the rob carson show on a wednesday ag of the state of texas ken paxton joins us at the bottom of the hour to talk about busted illegals to uh, bastions of liberalism that call themselves sanctuary cities and they're not embracing it very well they're just not eric adams the mayor of new york not crazy about it and uh, and of course uh, beetlejuice beetlejuice in uh, chicago uh she's not happy about it either Lori lightfoot i mean it, you don't want a sanctuary city it means come on in they're fine with sanctuary country. Just don't come to our city. You, you, you little people down there at the border, you can deal with it. You can, you can have your, uh, your uh, shelters overrun and all that. But isn't that just the way it is? Isn't that just the way uh, let them eat cake liberals always act? It's true. That's the way they are. Kind of funny that way. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the election of uh, 2020. I, uh, I still believe it was stolen. You know why? Because uh, I'm not stupid. Just what makes this senile old man think he can be pres when he can't? Everyone knows this man can't keep from pooping his pants. He won the live vote, the dead guy vote, the fake ballots pulled out of, of your sky. Oh. Never mind, sorry. He isn't really president, just a resident. He was chosen by mail. Woo! The only thing that he knows how to do every day, screwing me and you. Only thing that Joe can do is to fail. This is my opinion, and I'm entitled to it, by the way. No, I, I, I really mean it. Dems have got no hope with this old dope. He has not met a gal that he won't grow. Biden has got a broken brain. His VP is lame. Kamala's been a big flop. 
Whoops, there goes Biden on the ground. On his keister, Joe is usually found. Whoops, Joe Biden, he is going kerplop. Now, you know, uh, I've said the reason why I think the election was stolen, because I'm not stupid, because they get tired of presenting all the evidence and then having the left say, it's a big lie, it's a big lie. And then, uh, then I say, well, you know, uh, you also said that about Hunter Biden's laptop, which was covered up by the FBI and the Biden administration. And then uh, there was also the whole, uh, you know, COVID uh, wearing masks. And I've always said from day one that wearing a cloth mask to prevent COVID, the most deadly virus supposedly, is is basically the same as wearing a cowboy hat to uh, go scuba diving. So there, there was that. And then uh, the school closing thing, uh, they proved out that was Falderall. All it did was just destroy children's lives and and then there's a oh yeah russia collusion which rachel maddow who no longer is showing her face in public effectively because for two years she said that that donald trump colluded with russia to throw the election in 2016 when he had absolutely zero russia had no no uh reason to want donald trump in the white house but they had every reason to want hillary clinton in the white house because she had already been bought and paid for that said that's why I believe the election was stolen. And I'm never going to stop believing that. I'm going to not stop believing. I'm going to hold on to that feeling. Because the facts are with me. The left right now, the Democrat Party, they are trying to put out the circles on a burning twister board. <laughs> and, and over here is uh, Joe Biden... Uh, it turns out that uh, it was a raid of Mar-a-Lago, and they, it, was a, it was a giant sweeping raid where they grabbed everything, including clothing items and passports. Oop, there goes that right hand red. <laughs> on fire. Better put that out. And whoa, whoa, wait over here on the left down here. Uh, we've got uh, new reports that the FBI colluded to throw the election and cover up Hunter Biden's laptop. That's, uh, that's left foot blue. You know, it's on fire. And all of these fires are happening. And, and when you try to cover up that many lies, it's going to fail. And the only way you can win briefly is by force. And that's what they're trying to foment right now. That's what the left is trying to foment right now by calling uh, the left, by the left, by calling uh, Trump supporters uh, fascists who want to destroy the democracy. Yeah. It doesn't get any more inflammatory than that. It really doesn't. There's, there's nothing more you can say that, as far as words of war, there's nothing more you can say to broadcast your intention and feelings about the opposite party. There's no doubt about it. And, and honestly, if you're down with it, then surely you would be down with it if the shoe were on the other foot. But of course, MSNBC and uh, CNN—they—they uh, they aren't gonna, you know, they aren't gonna be playing. Kathy Griffin, who's a uh, comedian who honestly will never be able to reinvent herself. I mean, her career is effectively over. She held up a bloody head of uh, Donald Trump uh, uh, in effigy uh, a couple years ago, and that was her big, uh, you know, thing. Got her some attention because honestly, nobody wants to see her comedy anymore because she's obnoxious as hell. <clears throat> anyway. She tweeted that uh, uh, those who do not want the U.S. to descend into civil war should support Democrats. So basically saying that uh, if, uh, if uh, Republicans win in the 2022 midterms, that she and her party are going to start a civil war. 
If you uh, don't want a civil war, vote for Democrats in November. If you want a civil war, vote Republican. Well, I got to tell you, I'm not really that concerned about a civil war with the left because they're so bleeping stupid, uh, they wouldn't know how to hold a gun the right way. And when it finally went off, they'd drop it on the ground and go, Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Please keep up this rhetoric. Please keep it up through November the 8th. Keep kicking that pit bull. Do it. Do it. Do it. It's been, uh, people have uh, reacted to it. Christina Wong of Breitbart remarked that it sounds like a threat. It's really not a threat because she's so just, just, I mean, a nobody. <clears throat> really, I mean, she's just a nobody. But she is uh, saying the, uh, the quiet part out loud, which is the uh, left's dream. And they talk a big talk, and, they, and you know, they're like the sucker punchers in New York. They walk up behind you, and they'll you know, hit you when you're not looking, knock you out, maybe kill you or injure you. That's what Antifa does. <clears throat> they never face you face-to-face and tell you those things to your face. But they spout off on uh, social media and they say idiotic things like that that are fomenting violence. That's what it really is. It's all that it is. Uh, let's see. I've got some audio here that I want to share. I got some audio. Hold on one second. Let me find it here. Oh, uh, the View. Yeah, the new. They got a new host on the View. She's supposedly going to be the voice of. Uh, she's going to be the voice of the uh, of Republicans. Apparently on the view. Hold on, I've got it right here. I've got it right here. Uh, the view, the view, the view. Hold on, I, I got to run my own audio, so I apologize for that. Let me look over here on this here and type in view and to talk about this new. Uh, yeah, the view, the view. Okay, so the view uh, falsely claimed that Mar-a-Lago wasn't raided, uh, and then uh, uh, they, of course, have been talking about uh, attacking uh, Republican ver- uh, viewers and uh, uh, you know supporters, uh, and uh, Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar uh, are mocking Republicans uh, for being offended by being called enemies of the state, and then they got this new uh, uh, cast member named uh, Alyssa Farrah Griffin, and she supposedly uh, worked for the Trump administration and, uh, and all of this. And, you know, she's not. She's a, she's a, a sellout. Uh, she's a, a faker, and she's, a, uh, you know, she's willing to play the, uh, the, the game with The View. Here's The View sitting around, uh, pick a little, talk a little, talking about uh, 60 to 70 percent of Republicans are uh, extremists who want to cause a civil war. The term semi-fascist to Republicans. Do I think Donald Trump's to a semi-fascist? MAGA Republican. To MAGA okay, Republican. be specific. Okay, that's true. Right. I think Donald Trump is. I think the vast majority. That's uh, that's that new uh, co-host there, uh, Miss Farrah Griffin. Majority of his supporters are not. I think they are good people who want an economy. Yeah, and if if Donald Trump was a fascist, those good people wouldn't uh, wouldn't follow him. They wouldn't support him. So please, you've already lost your argument on your first day on the job. That works for them. Who saw more money in their paycheck under Donald Trump? And my fear is this. I think Biden wants to be a uniter, but I don't think that... that oh, dear God, please. That speech was uniting. Six no one would say those words if they want to unite. Dear God in heaven, are you that stupid? To 70% of Republicans, I'm not even saying MAGA Republicans or this Republican, 60 to 70% of Republicans believe that Donald Trump is the leader of their party. Oh, yeah, and he is, by the way. Uh, just ask Liz Cheney. And so if you are saying that he is a fascist... What are they? Well, he's not a fascist. You may be saying it doesn't mean it's true. If you are saying that he is a white supremacist, what are they? Right. If you see, are saying that he is a racist, what are they? If you are saying it, you see. 
Nobody else is. You're just targeting him that way. You're just calling him those things. And then when we say, no, no, he isn't, then say, well, then you are. Because if you follow... Dear God, welcome to the sixth grade playground. Someone that has hate in their heart. And I believe... Like who? Really? Really? Lowest unemployment rate for uh, blacks in American history. If uh, Donald Trump is a white supremacist, he's the worst white supremacist in the history of white supremacy. Believe that he does, then you are complicit. As who believes? As who believes? I'm sorry. Believe that he does, then you are complicit. Hold on. And that has hate in their heart, and I believe that he does. That I don't care what you believe, doofus. Then you are complicit in that. Okay, I'm down. Okay, you want to call me that? Go. Dude, please, draw a line in the dirt right there in front of you with your foot. Just go, zeek, and see how MAGA Republicans respond. And you don't get and then the applause line comes on and the light comes on and everybody's supposed to, you know, the fluffed audience has to respond in a positive fashion as they spew more idiocy. Let's go to Don in Salinas, California. Hello there, Don. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Well, Rob, I, I wanted to say this, uh, this stuff that was grabbed at Mar-a-Lago needs to be confiscated from the FBI's uh, custody. Yeah. Because as predicted, the leaks, both real and fake, are coming out. And if this was really secret squirrel, top secret, your eyes only stuff, why is the New York Post, the New, the New York Times and the Washington Post given carte blanche access to it? I mean, come on, this is, this is ridiculous. This stuff was safer under Trump's control than under the FBI's. You're right, Don. And, and there is the possibility that uh, this uh, special master uh, could uh, say basically everything that the FBI gathered at Mar-a-Lago is, uh, is off limits. And, and the raid was specious. And consequently, the FBI would lose everything they tried to do with regard to this uh, blanket search warrant that was unconstitutional. Go ahead. I, I think the FBI knows that. The Justice Department knows that. So they're they going to spread out everything they got yes. under the eyes of the, of the, the, the leftist uh, media yeah. and, and, and try to ruin Trump that way. It's the court of public opinion, Don. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying into the court of public opinion. They're trying to inspire rage and hate. Think about all the rage and hate, like what I just played from The View, from Joe Biden's speech last week. Does that sound like a, a Justice Department that's really down with, you know, justice? No, no not, not one little a, bit. Not at all. All right, not Don, i got to run, buddy. Thank you for the phone okay. call, bro. It's always great to hear from you. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. If you live in this country and aren't down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's The Rob Carson Show. All the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist. You're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's. F*** you. War. That is hero, Andrew Bitebart. Didn't Kathy Griffin say that about us uh, yesterday? Yeah. Andrew Breitbart uh, met an untimely end, but he was a... Uh, he was a uh, he was way ahead of a time. He was way ahead of his time. He inspired a lot of people. His spirit still exists. He saw the writing on the wall. He died ten years ago, and he knows what we're up against. 
he knows that there are people who really, 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 really hate America and have spent the last 50 years trying to get us to hate America, and it ain't working. It is not working at all. So uh, Peter Ducey decided to confront uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre because, uh, you know, today the AP came out and said, oh, yeah, definitely the 2020 election was perfectly fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no reason to look at it any further, even though the AP covered up Hunter Biden's laptop story and Russia collusion hoax and all that. And all that. But we're supposed to believe him today. Oh, it's settled, settled, uh, you know, settled science, as it were. Well, KJP, uh, she tweeted a bunch of times, not only about uh, Hillary Clinton losing the election, which she disputed, but also a Georgia uh, election as well for governor. And here is uh, Peter Ducey confronting Corinne Jean-Pierre. On the MAGA Republicans, you tweeted in 2016, oh, Trump stole an election. You I was waiting, Peter, when you were going to ask me that question. Well, great. here we go. You tweeted Trump stole an election. You tweeted Brian Kemp stole an election. If denying election results is extreme. I believe this makes her an enemy of the state, an enemy of democracy, also a uh, conspiracy theorist. Now. Yeah. So let's bad? let's be really clear that that comparison that you made is just ridiculous. I have. Oh, no, no, not at all. They're your tweets or your words. And I they're have, your thoughts. And they're few and far between. Have been, well, you're asking me, you're asking me a question. Yes. Let me answer it. And here she is. She's, uh, uh, she's filibustering and searching for a response. That's what she's doing. Ridiculous. Let me be clear. That's the first sign. I was, I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and the what was in danger of voting rights. That's what I was speaking to. You're you're so high. I mean, where do you get that great weed you're smoking? At the time. And here's the thing. I have said Governor Kemp won the election in Georgia. I've been clear about that. Uh, I have said President Trump won the election of 2016, and I've been clear about that. What we are talking about. Oh, no, you haven't been clear about anything. Not one little bit. Otherwise, you wouldn't have tweeted that. And for those who haven't heard the montage of Democrats screaming that the election was stolen in 2016, literally for four years without anybody being called fascistic, here it is. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. Boo frickity who? You lost. How can you win with Russian interference, though? That's, That's what real I'm thing. scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's a Is that Charlemagne the God? Legitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you, you know, fight against that in 2020? You are absolutely right. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. Would you be my vice president? I believe you should call those people a threat to democracy. <laughs> you should have a, a big rally and a big speech, an invite only, because nobody would show up at uh, at Independence Hall in Philadelphia and blaze and, 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 and to cover the building in red communist light. Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Trump didn't actually win the election. In 2016, he lost the election, and he was put in office because the Russians interfered. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. You see, only some opinions are covered by the Second Amendment. And we discovered in the last couple of years that any uh, opinion that you have that differs with the government is disinformation. That's why I say dissent is, uh, is not disinformation. That's just a, a word that they came up with. They were copying uh, Joseph Stalin. Here's uh, Hillary Clinton saying that uh, Donald Trump is seditious, which generally, if I'm not mistaken, means a prison sentence or a death. 
What's your takeaway about the January 6th committee and Donald Trump's? You mean the one-side kangaroo court where there was no cross-examination? Actions. I would not be honest if I didn't say I think there was a seditious conspiracy against the government of the United States. Well, why didn't that come out in the impeachment? That's what was supposed to come out of the impeachment. The impeachment that after, happened after he left office that showed nothing? And that's a crime. Led by Donald Trump. Led by Donald Trump, encouraged by Donald Trump. You know, I was the Secretary of State. I spent, you know, many days on airplanes flying from place to place, encouraging people uh, to have a real... Selling influence, you know. ...real democracy, and one of the hallmarks of a real democracy... We're not a democracy. ...is the peaceful transfer of power. Um, Was I happy when I beat Donald Trump by nearly 3 million votes, but lost the Electoral College? No, I was not happy. See, that's why the Electoral College exists, so uh, East and West Coast elites can't own the country and wreck it like Joe Biden has done the last couple of years. Honestly, girl, uh, Sarah, just go. Do something. Do something. I don't know. I'd say work at Walmart, but Walmart wouldn't have you. Ken Paxton, the AG of uh, Texas, joins us next. Don't go anywhere. show last half hour of the show we saved the best for last one of my favorite guests uh, and people actually as a uh, political broadcaster is the attorney general for the great state of texas ken paxton and he joins us on the newsmax hotline how you doing sir hey i'm doing well just uh, enjoying the the great weather in uh, texas yeah and uh, football season coming up i know that's not a big deal in texas no, I'm kidding, no, no. of course. We don't care about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to talk uh, first and foremost because as soon as I mention your name or the state of Texas, immediately what comes to mind is that uh, you're beginning to really fight against this invasion of our southern border, and you are graciously sending illegals invited into the country uh, illegally, uh, flooding the country illegally, and you're putting them on buses and you're providing them luxury coach transportation to uh, sanctuary cities run by Democrats like New York and D.C. and and uh, places like that. And uh, the mayors of those cities, despite being sanctuary cities, not too crazy about that. Uh, what kind of blowback are you getting, you and the governor, getting with regard to sending illegals to sanctuary cities? Well, i got to give the governor, uh, governor Abbott a lot of credit for, for doing this because it highlights the hypocrisy of these, of these mayors who have created sanctuary cities talking about how great it is for these people, to, these illegals, to be in their cities. And yet when it actually happens, these mayors are critical of our governor calling him names. They're not critical of the Biden administration causing the problem. And uh, they're struggling with uh, the problem of dealing with a few illegals in their, in their city. I think you ought to send a million. I, I'm, I'm absolutely not kidding. I mean, you look at the suffering. Give me, an, uh, give me a snapshot of the suffering that people in Texas are enduring. Landowners... You know it, to, give, me, give me a snapshot. Yeah, it's almost hard to measure because we're talking about 5,000 people a day coming across our border. And, and the cost of that, the, the, both the economic and social cost of that, is I don't think we're going to understand for years. But we no. do know that we have higher crime rates. We know that we have significantly higher costs because we have to take care of health care and education. And we also know that we have a huge drug problem that's only getting worse because the border is is wide open for the cartels to transport their drugs. So there, this, this issue of crime and drugs and cartels and organized crime 
is being encouraged by the White House, by the Biden administration. And it's going to not just affect border states. We're all going to be border states. And, you know, Chicago, New York and Washington are just getting a taste of it. But it's not over for the rest of the country. You know, I uh, I used to believe, and I and I do believe the Democrats believe that if you brought enough people across the border, you could get them to vote for the Democrat Party. You could promise them all sorts of, uh, you know, the right to vote as a non-citizen. Uh, you, you know, a hotel room. I mean, luxury hotel room in, in New York that I couldn't afford with my family. But you can come across the southern border and stay in one of these glorious hotels. All of these things, and and Democrats just kind of expected that uh, that these brown people coming across the border would vote for them. Well. It turns out uh, that those people coming across the border value life and faith, among other things. So that part of the equation, I think, is effectively uh, moot. But I do still believe that the reason being, if you if you are a follower of uh, Cloward Piven and the destruction of the of the country wholesale and all of the fronts on which we are being attacked by our federal government, that this is kind of where we're headed. This is meant to destroy and disrupt our country, particularly fentanyl with kids. There's no reason why that has to come across in such quantities, but the, the Biden administration is saying n- nothing about it at all. Nothing about it at all. So why is this still happening, sir? Well, let's, they're not only not saying anything about it, they're actually creating the, the problem. But certainly the, the cartels are a part of it, but when the cartels know that the Border Patrol agents are going to be busy doing logistics, transporting people around and processing them, they also, the cartels are very aware that the border then is, is unmonitored in the way it has been in the past. And as a result, they know it's a lot easier to transport drugs, including fentanyl. And the Biden administration knows this as well. They're, they are willing to trade American children who are going to die for more illegals coming into our country. That's, that's clear. And they, they, just like they're willing to trade many of these migrants dying on the way, whether they die in the, in the river because of flooding or they die in, in trucks because they're hiding, oh, or, or they die of dehydration, the Biden administration knows they're going to see more of this. They're going to see more deaths from fentanyl, and yet they will continue to push this policy. Uh, Myra Flores is a, uh, I think, kind of a, uh, a bellwether for what is coming as far as, uh, well, as like Joe Biden likes to call them, Latinx people, which, you know, people who are Latinos and Latinas actually hate. Uh, what about Myra Flores? What about that movement of people who are here, uh, who came from, say, Mexico or Central or South America, uh, who are proud of the country and don't want this to happen? Do you suppose the tide is turning in their direction? Yeah, it's pretty exciting, actually, because I think Myra Flores is indicative of what's happening in Texas and and what's happening in a lot of the border states. Many Hispanics are realizing that the Democratic Party has 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 have left them behind and left them with uh, less ability to to create jobs and wealth. These are faith families they are hardworking. They they care about their family, about their faith. And they're realizing the Democratic Party isn't doing anything to help them. As a matter of fact, they're, they're making it much more difficult as they encourage illegal immigration. They're making it more difficult for them to have great jobs, and they're also impinging upon what they believe is good for their fa- family and, and their faith. Let me ask you, since you are the AG of Texas, uh, the Mar-a-Lago raid, the uh, special master that has been allowed to be able to look at the FBI, what they uh, what they grabbed in their raid. We know the clothing items, passports, medical records, attorney-client privileged information. What do you suppose is the possibility that this raid will effectively be tossed by this judge? 
Look, I'm hopeful that that happens, uh, and I think this FBI raid is also indicative of, of a problem with law enforcement. The fact that they they are that they're willing to do this to a, to a, a former U.S. president tells you that they're not afraid to go after anybody, and yes, and it doesn't matter if they're going on a fishing expedition or whether they're trying to stretch into something else to hurt him from running in, in future elections. This is where we are, and I think if we don't deal with the fact that our our federal law enforcement officials are becoming very political and potentially corrupt, we we are going to be in trouble as a country because if, if they go after him and they go after uh, Republicans, eventually they'll go after all of us. Well, what do you suppose those 87,000 IRS agents are for? I think it's exactly that. They Boom. Never gave a reason, they, they never gave a Boom. reason why they needed to more than double the size of the IRS, <laughs> except they want to come after people like you and me. It is. Uh, it's remarkable, to be quite honest. Now, um, have you had the opportunity to visit with uh, Missouri Attorney General uh, Eric Schmidt or Louisiana Attorney General uh, Jeff Landry about this uh, lawsuit with regard to um, the uh, Biden administration being involved with uh, uh, Meta, which was formerly Facebook and Twitter? Uh, uh, beyond the DOJ, Meta identified 32 additional federal officials, including White House officials, communicated with them, and YouTube identified 11 federal officials, including White House officials, who communicated with them, many of whom were not disclosed by the DOJ. Uh, how big is this bleep storm going to get? Well, look, I don't, I don't know. This is one of those lawsuits. They're both doing an amazing job. But a lot of times these lawsuits were, were sort of all in together. This one was one they, they, uh, they did themselves. And so I don't have a lot of details, but I'm not surprised by any of it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad they're, they're pursuing this because I think it's an important issue for the American people to know about. And the fact that there is very likely collusion between the federal government and these these tech companies i mean we have a lot of our own lawsuits against google and facebook and twitter and 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 we're seeing the same thing it is uh, remarkable i have said for a very long time that uh, the reason why i think the election was stolen was i'm not stupid the reason i thought that uh, hunter biden's laptop was real is because i'm not stupid all of these things i say i'm not stupid because i have enough evidence i have enough common sense to realize that something is beyond uh uh, beyond the pale with regard to corruption, and I get tired of trying to explain myself to uh, to uh, liberals everywhere. Today, the AP essentially on Twitter, which by the way helped cover up Hunter Biden's laptop story, collaborated allegedly with the FBI to cover that up. They say there's no evidence of widespread voter fraud in 2020. End of story. This two years after Donald Trump left office and two months before a midterm election. What do you have to say about the AP suddenly saying this and trending on Twitter? Well, look, it, it, they've been they've been pushing this message, and it, there was what was the Shakespeare line: "The lady doth protest too much." Yes, the fact that they're so uh, so like uh, I don't know, just so focused on this idea that we can't even talk about it tells you everything you need to know. You, you said you're not stupid. I'm not stupid either. I know as Attorney General that we had we were prosecuting hundreds of voter fraud cases. And I also know what we had to do to stop the mail-in ballot fraud in our state. We had to win 12 lawsuits to stop what happened in Georgia and Pennsylvania and these other states. Had we not been, done that, we would have been counting ballots in Harris County and Travis County, just like the other states were. And Texas would have gone to uh, Joe Biden as well. So I know what they did. It's obvious. They use mail-in ballots to cheat, and and I don't know why should we we should be afraid to talk about it, other than that the liberal media and the tech companies tell us not to. It's because they called it, they labeled it disinformation.
And Joseph Stalin came up with the word disinformation in 1923. He created a department of disinformation. A lot of people died because of that department. And our DHS literally created it and then got rid of it. Don't you think that every time they use the word disinformation that uh, that they know we know the truth? Because that's what I that's one of my mantras. Look, the one thing that we should never be afraid of is shedding light on what actually happened. And when they start telling you not to talk about something because it's somehow bad for America to discuss it, that's when you know there's a problem, because that's usually what governments, tyrannical governments do. They start telling you you can't talk about certain issues or you're causing problems and we need to investigate you. We need to put you in prison. That's what tyrannical governments do. And that's why why we should be on guard, because when our government starts saying those types of things, that is red flag, red flag, red flag. Yeah. And speaking of red, the uh, president of the United States, with all of the things that we're suffering through right now, uh, 35% of Americans are not, they cannot afford on a 40-hour work week their home, their utility bills, and their food. Joe Biden chooses to bathe Independence Hall in communist red and shake his fist and declare half of America the enemy of the state. This is unprecedented in American history, as was the Mar-a-Lago raid. I said that all of this stuff, things were going to get really big, really ugly, and really weird before November the 8th. What do you have to say about all of the events of the last two months culminating in the speech with Joe Biden in Philadelphia? I think it's the same thing. It's a, it's a president that's, that realizes that the things he's done harm the American people. And, and, I, and I challenge anybody to, to challenge that statement, whether it's, you know, inflation, energy, Afghanistan. There's, they have purposely done many of these things to harm, the, harm, our, harm our nation. And now the way to deal with that is to hide it and talk about how bad the people are that disagree with these horrendously bad policies and threaten them as if they're, they're un-American or they're bad people. It's just exactly what you're talking about. In, in, in countries that are not free, this is exactly what the government does. Yeah, dissent is not disinformation. We have always been, ent- been entitled to an opinion, whether it is factually correct or not, whether it is uh, it strays from the government narrative or not. We have always been afforded that right by the First Amendment of the Constitution of the United States. This is all nonsense. This is all falderall. Uh, Governor, or, uh, I'm sorry, A.G. <laughs> Paxton, um, what are you working on right now? What, is, what do you got on the plate right now? Well, I'm trying to get reelected in Texas. Uh, yes, sir. A radical, a radical opponent who would disagree with everything you and I believe in, including uh, she told she told the the, the 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 her people that if she was elected, she'd do everything she could to maneuver around uh, Texas law. And then, of course, we've got our 32 lawsuits against the Biden administration, keeping us pretty busy. Now, um, let me just ask: Is the, your opponent is uh, is she uh, going to avoid uh, debates because that's happening in uh, Pennsylvania? It's also happening in New York. Look, I have no idea what she's going to do. I just keep uh, doing my job and, and yeah. spending time talking to to Texans, and I, I'm pretty confident in the end it's going to be a successful campaign. Uh, these radical Democrats are being funded uh, massively by leftists. What can our audience, what can my audience do to uh, help your candidacy, sir? Because I would really like to see you uh, to stay uh, k- kicking butt and taking names. Well, go to KenPaxton.com, contribute, and certainly encourage your friends uh, to, to support our campaign in Texas. If you have friends in Texas. And then our uh, at KenPaxonTX is our, our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All right. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Godspeed and God bless, my friend, and hopefully some uh, good things are going to happen after November the 8th. Thanks for taking your time today. I appreciate it. We'll have you on again before the election if you, would, if you wouldn't mind. Absolutely. Thanks, Rob. Have a great day. All right. Ken Paxton, AG of Texas. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Biden's first year in office summed up in three words. Welcome back, Carter. That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. So the CDC uh, has approved a, another shot, another round of shots, another booster that wasn't even tested on humans. It was tested on mice. To show you, uh, you know, where the uh, CDC uh, is with regard to uh, COVID nonsense, um, it, it looks like they, they're saying that young children may need multiple flu shots this year as experts prepare for a devastating influenza season. The American uh, Academy of Pediatrics is recommending some people between the ages of uh, six months and uh, under the age of eight to receive two flu shots this year. And, of course, uh, Ashish Jha, the COVID czar who's been wrong about everything, he said you also need to get to, well, they're, they're going to make the COVID vaccine an annual thing, like a flu shot. Uh, I haven't taken the regular one, so I'm certainly not going to take an annual shot, particularly with all these young athletes around the world dying suddenly from uh, cardiac arrest. Uh, here is Ashish Jha yesterday saying that uh, the two arms that God gave you are for uh, multiple vaccines from the government. I really believe this is why God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot. All right, let's hear that again, because it's just so off the hook, absurdly uh, idiotic and insulting. I really believe this is why God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot. Well, you know, uh, God gave me two metal fingers. Uh, there's one on my right hand, and there's one on my left hand. And you can't see it right now, but one of those middle fingers is pointed at Ashish Jha for saying that, and the other one is pointed in the direction of Washington, D.C., at one Joseph Robinette Biden. Right there. I think that's what maybe, maybe God created my two middle fingers for just that purpose. I could be wrong. Or just for that jerk who uh, cut me off in traffic. Either one of those things. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know what I think we, I, I think before we go, I have to play the uh, latest offering from Jim Gossett. About John Fetterman running for Senate in uh, Pennsylvania. Hey, Mr. Fetterman, why won't you debate? He won't debate with anybody. You must think that Dr. Oz would really beat you. He had a stroke. Hey, Mr. Fetterman, this could seal your fate. Your cowardice debating could defeat you. Fetterman's a phony, he's not worked a single day. He must think that it's okay. To lounge around and play on daddy's money. He's got experimental facial hair. He only paid a dollar for the condo where he stays. What are you, 18? His own bills he never pays. And I'm amazed that people do not find this funny. <laughs> hey, Mr. <laughs> Fetterman, soon you'll be found out. You're afraid of Dr. Oz, we know that much is true. I'll be scared of any doctor. Hey, Mr. Fetterman, you're protected, there's no doubt. 
by the liberal media enabling you. Yeah, Kathy Hochul is also saying she's not going to debate her uh, opponent in uh, in New York. So that's what they're going to try and do. They're going to rely on uh, donor money from outside of the state and uh, and uh, the slavish media uh, sucking up to them. So. Uh, anyway, if you want to check out any of those parodies that we do or any of the great guests like Ken Paxton, the AG from Texas, uh, the podcast available every day right now. We want to get a million downloads a month, and we're well on the way. We're real close. So uh, go to uh, Spotify, go to Apple Podcasts, go to all of them, Rob Carson Show, or if you want a full listing, go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. Let's get it over a million, shall we? I greatly appreciate your support. Let's come back, wrap things up in a second. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show. I hope you were inspired and entertained today. We are winning. They are losing. Despite the headlines every single day, we have them back on their heels. And I'm talking about the Democrat Party on the left. Stay optimistic. Share the podcast, if you will, and have a glorious next 24 hours or 21 hours. God bless you. And until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. See you then.